Welcome, cow pokers and poked cows, to the inscrutable Brimble Banks Brothers Electronic Storytime presentation of Saltwater Suin, shoot out at the Coral Corral. Now, pour me a pint of rotgut and spit in the spittoon as I turn you over to the Brimble Banks Brothers themselves, Bentley and Jameson Brimble Banks. And I keep telling you, gentlemen, that I am a pediatrician, a doctor for human children. Yes, but as far as you can tell, our robotic storytelling assistant and personal maidservant, Voxbot5000, is back to full health after her recent virus. Yes, fine, of course. As far as I can tell, this one-of-a-kind, homemade robot that I know absolutely nothing about the inner workings of is back to full health. As far as I can tell, which is not very far at all. Well, I'm satisfied, Brother Bentley. I am as well, Brother Jameson. Yay, I am a healthy girl. Now let us all hold our breaths as we return through the virus-plagued waiting room. <gasps> You're bossy, Melanie. You don't always get to pick what we play. I'm older, Austin, so I do. Says who? Says me. Children, stop your inane bickering. What the devil are you fighting about anyway? Well, we should play while we wait our turn to see the doctor. I want to play cowgirl. And I want to play mermaids. Hmm, you know, what say we do everyone in here a favor and have you two not play anything but just sit quietly? I hate sitting quietly. Me too. Well, at least they agree on something. Will you two agree to sit quietly if we tell you a story? Does it have mermaids in it? Not exactly. Does it have cowgirls in it? Not exactly. Well, what in the world does it have in it? I'll tell you what. Why don't you both sit down and shut up, and maybe you'll find out. Good? Now then, once upon a time. Which, you understand, could mean almost anything. Deep under the sea, there was a tavern called the Sandbar Saloon, where the roughest and toughest customers always gathered. Holding court of the rustlers and the ramblers therein was a woman who built herself as the fastest harpoon in the sea, and who everyone else called the biggest gabber this side of a largemouth bass. Her name was Saltwater Sue. There I was, stuck spinning around the whirlpool, big as a blue whale. I didn't know which way was up, down, or sideways. All I knew was I had to do something, and quick, or else I was a goner for sure. What did you do, Saltwater Shoe? Well, Grubby, I tried and tried to see anything I could grab onto or lasso to pull me to safety. But there weren't nothing big and solid around. Round and round I went, soon to be sucked by the vortex into a crack in the ocean floor. You'd be smashed to pieces! I'd be smashed to pieces! Finally, I decided there weren't no more time to waste. I took out my trusty lasso and threw toward the only thing I could see. A school of blue striped snappers. Despite the discombobulating nature of the spinning water twister, my aim was true. I pulled back on the rope, and the lasso tightened around the whole school of blue and yellow buggers. They were so scared, they swam like the dickens and pulled me right out to safety. There ain't no way you could lasso a whole school of fish. 
You calling me a liar, hammerhead, Ed? Well, there ain't no way you could lie through a whole school of this. I know that much. Don't make any sense. And yet it happened. Story like that's gotta be worth buying a gal of squid ink sarsaparilla, right, boys? Well, if anybody believed it, baby. Now <laughs> <laughs> you believe me, don't you, Grubby? Well, it do seem fur-fetched. Damn it! Fine. I've been sitting on my duff in this here saloon too long already. Maybe you bottom feeders got nothing better to do all day than drink and gamble and carp the day away, but saltwater Sue's got places to go and things to do. Well, go do them already. Ain't nobody stopping you. You darn tootin' ain't nobody stopping me. And with that, Sue turned and swam quickly out of the sandbar saloon. Outside, there were several seahorses, all tied to a post, except one. Sue never tied her loyal seahorse, seaweed, up to anything, but he was always waiting for her just the same. She climbed onto his saddle and took up the reins. Giddy up, Seaweed! Where are we going, Sue? Away from here. Seaweed swished his tail and the two of them raced off, the current in their faces and leaving nothing but a trail of bubbles behind. I'll show them ornery sea urchins. I'm gonna go out there and have an adventure I can prove to them really happened. This is the last time them galoots laugh at saltwater Sue. They rode on for some time together until they came upon a group of cowboys driving a herd of manatee. Woo! Hey there, girlie! Looking good! Sue turned seaweed over toward the cowboy to confront him. Hey, you catfish calling me? Knock it off! There ain't no way to treat a lady! Well, if and I see you, lady, I won't! Hey, Jed, knock it off, why don't you? One of the cowboys said to his cohort, he did a double take when he noticed Sue. Hey there, that's all water, Sue. <laughs> sure is, cowboy. You want an autograph? Huh? Ah, oh, it's me, Buddy Gerbelstein. We went to high school together. Oh, hey, Buddy! I remember now. You always had a crush on me and asked me to prom four times. I don't remember none of that. Yep, good old Buddy Gerbelstein. I see you're out here wrangling sea cows, buddy. Yep. They ate up a big field of sea clover, now we're driving them a ways to a big crop of widgeon grass they can munch on for a spell. Sue reached over and patted one of the sea cows. Ah, that'll be good eating, won't it, girl? In response, the manatee rubbed its head against Sue's outstretched arm. How's the drive going so far? Not so good, actually. We lost a few heads of cattle, said the first cowboy. They eating some kind of disease or something? Nope. We're really losing them. Every time we do a count, we're down a few heads. Nobody knows where they're gone. Cattle rustlers. Could be. Maybe I should uh, stick around and keep my eyes peeled for trouble. Oh, I don't think that'll be necessary. I mean, there are several of us out there, and we... Maybe you ain't heard, but I'm known as something of a big-time cowgirl adventurer these days. I had not heard. Oh, yeah. I busted up the Jellyfish James gang all by myself. <laughs> well, with seaweed's help. Is that true? Here, seaweed. Have some shrimp. Yeah, buddy. I better stick around. I think you'll be happy to have old Saltwater Sue here to keep an eye on things. Well, I guess it couldn't hurt anything. Darn tootin'. 
Say, you got any sarsaparilla? No. Sue rode with the cowboys for the next hour or so, Buddy trying to remember if he had ever actually asked Saltwater Sue to the prom. Sue trying to remember who Buddy was. Seaweed trying to remember how he'd learned to talk. Eventually, the silence was broken by one of the cowboys up ahead. Octopus! Octopus! He was yelling this because there was an octopus. It was coming right at them. The octopus swam at an alarming rate right into the middle of the manatee herd. Alarmed, the sea cows started to scatter, but not quickly enough. The octopus wrapped each of its tentacles around one fleeing chubby herbivore. We gotta stop it! Leave that to me! She pulled her trusty lasso out and threw. It landed perfectly around the octopus's head. Yahoo! I gotcha, you scrounging cephalopod! But the octopus took a deep breath and held it expanding his head until it popped Sue's lasso apart. Magnifying mollusks! Come on, seaweed! Here! Sue's seahorse raced toward the oscillating octopus. Once she was close enough, Sue jumped off her mount and grabbed onto one of the tentacles. It immediately dropped the manatee it was carrying and began thrashing around in an attempt to dislodge Sue. Yeehaw! Kick all you want, you bucking tentacle! You can't shake saltwater Sue! As if in response, one of the other tentacles let go of its stolen sea cow and slapped Sue hard across the face, knocking her off and into a nearby rock formation. Seeing its chance to escape, the octopus quickly ran away, carrying the sixth manatee it still had in its embrace. Seaweed sped over to his fallen partner and nudged her at the cheek with his snout. Sue, you okay, Susie? I'm okay, I guess, Seaweed. Not injured none, but plenty annoyed. Well, come on, cowboys. The sea cows are scattered. We gotta round them back up. I failed dead. Burn it! So if it weren't for you, that thing would have taken two more of our manatee. You were the only one managed to do anything but stare in shock. Well, I should have stopped them all together. I should have shot the darn thing. It's okay, Sue. Look, I gotta help round the rest of them up. You do that. I'm gonna get the rest of your cows back. Come on, seaweed. Don't, Sue. It's too dangerous! Danger? Ain't you heard, buddy? Serve it with a side of tilapia, and that's my favorite breakfast. hey Well, it sure do look like Miss Saltwater Sue done gone and got herself in a whole heap of trouble. And we'll be in a whole heap of trouble, too, if and we don't take this commercial break right quick. Y'all come back now. Ye hear? Howdy, this is Buck Winwood, owner of the Sandbar Saloon with an important plea to our clientele. We're a tough bar that caters to tough customers. We know this. We like this. You're the kind of folk who ain't gonna raise a big stinkin' if we serve you a drink with a little dirt on the glass. You're the kind of folk who ain't gonna raise a big fuss if somebody else literally raises a big stink. Maybe in some fancy pants establishment, the customers cry and moan if and they sit down to play around the poker and find the bar owners ain't gotten around to cleaning up every little last corpse of every filler who got shot up while cheating during the previous hand. But they ain't the kind of folks we attract here at the same bar. You're rough folks who don't expect lace doilies under your drinks or for every bar stool to have the seat portion attached. You're spitters, not quitters. But despite all that, we gotta ask you, could you please have a bar cleaning brawl once in a while in which 
Nobody gets thrown through the front plate glass window. Now, now just uh, listen to me for a second. Nobody's asking you not to have sprawling fistfights with guns blasted toward the ceiling and bottles smashed over heads with reckless abandon. No one's saying you can't grab a feller by the britches and just send him sliding face first down the bar till he smashes every mug of shot glass in his path. No one's asking for less hooting and we sure as blazing don't want any less hollering. And yes, if somebody says something real filthy and offensive about your mama or your sister, you grab them by the neck and the belt loops and you chuck that sucker right through the foot window. What else could you do? It's what any of us would do. I'm just saying, maybe something simple like an ace spotted up a sleeve or a snarly looking crossways glance might not warrant the full plate glass window treatment. I know, I know it looks cool and sends a clear message, but do you folks have any idea how many bottles of rock got a fella needs to sell to afford a new front plate glass window? A lot! So next time there's a stranger in town who you think maybe look too long at your livestock or an ornery galoot who spit on your boots, stop and think. Does this really warrant throwing them through the front plate glass window? Or would it be simpler just to shoot them? The San Barcelona, a shallow place for shallow people to drink shallow drinks until they end up in their shallow grave. See you next time. We now return you to the inscrutable Brimble Banks Brothers electronic story time presentation of Saltwater Sue Inn. Hang him high, drown him low. Saltwater Sue followed the retreating octopus tenaciously, but despite its six manatee cargo, it was clearly moving faster than she and seaweed could follow. It grew smaller and smaller in her vision until eventually she could no longer see it at all. Ding, dang, doggone, dibbity, dram! Despite no longer being able to see her prey, Sue continued to follow in the direction the octopus had been heading until poor seaweed finally grew too tired to go on any further. I'm sorry, Sue. I'm plum tuckered out. Ah, that's okay, seaweed. You done your best. That darn thing swam faster than a puffer fish can blow up a birthday balloon. It had grown dark, so Sue decided to set up camp for the night around a clump of bioluminescent plankton. She worked at repairing her lasso while seaweed settled in. We'll get a fresh start tomorrow and pick up the trail somehow, seaweed. I sure hope so, Sue. Hey, Susie. What is it, boy? All this excitement sure got me worked up. You know what might help me get to sleep? Of course I do, seaweed. She unslung the turtle shell guitar she always kept on her back and tuned it up. The churning waves grew restful. There's no trouble up ahead. Just close your eyes and lay down on the peaceful, warm sea bed. But if you find you can't sleep, cause there's trouble on your brain, just think back and find peace in this song's calming refrain. 
move along, little dogfish, move along. Get carried off to dreamland on the currents of their song. Everything is fine, there's nothing could go wrong. So move along, little dogfish, move along. You try to talk to lampreys, they treat you like a sucker. Or you wanna smooch a kissing fish. But your lips done lost their pucker You feel like you're out of energy Oh, you're an electric eel Remember when I sang this song Cause I know just how it feels Sing it with me, seaweed Little dogfish, move along Carried off to dreamland On the currents of this song Everything's fine, there's nothing could go wrong So move along, little dogfish, move along When you try to befriend jellyfish And they're twisted out of joint Swordfish, but they just don't get the point. When the groupers gather in a group, make you feel left out. Just think back to this song, cause I know what you're about. Move along, little dogfish, move along. Get carried off to dreamland On the currents of this song Everything's fine, there's nothing could go wrong So move along, little dogfish Good night, seaweed. Before drifting off to sleep, the seahorse had wrapped the end of his prehensile tail around Sue's leg, instinctually ensuring that the two of them would not drift away from one another while they slept. Sue watched as a school of jellyfish drifted slowly past, the soft purple glow pulsing gently as the slight roll of the current rocked her off to sleep. Sue woke up with a start, snapping her harpoon pistol out of her hip holster and aiming it at the sound of the seahorse rushing toward her. Whoa! Whoa there! Sue, it's me! Buddy! Good way to get your hat permanently harpooned to your forehead, sneaking up on a body like that. I wasn't trying to sneak up on you, I was trying to catch up to you. I don't need no help! Maybe not, but I'm one of the crew responsible for those sea cows, so I'm coming with you. What about the rest of your herd? The rest of the crew can handle them for a little while without me. We're going to get to the bottom of who's stealing these cattle. Look like a big old octopus to me. Well, if that's all there is to it, then we're going to find it and get them back. All right. Seaweed, wake up. We'll best be on our way. Oh, just give me five more minutes. Wake up, Dad. Burn it! 
You're lazier than a blobfish. All right, all right, I'm up. Then let's ride. Where are we headed, Sue? We'll keep going in the direction I last saw the octopus. That's it? That's your whole plan? Something will turn up. The small posse rode onward in the direction they hoped the octopus had continued to head until they encountered a kelp farmer working his field with a seal by his side. Hey there, Rex. Down, boy. Don't mind him, folks. He's just being friendly. That's a handsome seal you got there, mister. Oh, thank you, young missy. Say, old-timer, you seen anything unusual pass by here lately? Well, I can't say that I have, no. Shoot. Looks like the trail done grown cold, Sue. Shoot! Well, we tried our best. Unless... Yeah? Well, there was one unusual thing I saw. What was it? About two hours back, there was a great white shark come by with a face full of makeup, lipstick, eyeliner, That's not what we're looking for. Hmm. Well, a little while before that, there was a reverse mermaid. What is a reverse mermaid? Head like a fish, legs like a person. That don't sound too terribly useful. Probably why you don't see many of them. Still, not what we're after. And back a couple hours before that, there was an angel fish and a devil race swung by together. Now that was a mite strange. Now I feel like you're just riffing. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, just on that last one. Oh, darn it! I guess that octopus didn't keep going this way after all. Octopus? What's unusual about an octopus? Well, it would have been carrying about six manatee in its tentacles. Well, shoo. I did see one of them pass by last night. You did? Well, why didn't you say nothing? Well, truth be told, that ain't an unusual sight anymore. Seems like for the last couple months, I've seen at least one octopus a week come by carrying manatee. Tarnation! That's gotta be what's thin in our herd. We just never saw one come right out and steal right in front of us before now. Well, let's not waste any more time dog-jangling. Let's get after it. Thanks, Mr. Farmer. And they rode off leaving the befuddled farmer scratching his head behind them. Was... was that a talking seahorse? Because now I have seen something unusual. They rode on and on, eventually passing through one of the old cities. Saltwater Sue looked over at her reflection in the windows of one of the skyscrapers as they passed. I always feel a mite strange when I pass through one of these cities people used to live in before the Great Fall. You do? Why's that? No, it's weird to think people used to live like that. Hold themselves up in these buildings for hours and hours every day, staring at little screens, talking into little machines. Don't seem natural. I guess not. They continued to ride onward, past the city's tall buildings, over the abandoned suburbs, and into a rural area. And that's when they saw it. There! The octopus! You sure that's the same one? It certainly seemed to be, for as soon as the octopus spotted Sue, it turned away and began to swim quickly away from her. You ain't getting away this time, you weight-legged varmint! He won't get away this time, Susie. They followed close behind the octopus until it swam down to the ocean floor toward a large, long building. During its decades of disuse, orange-pink coral had grown up all around the building. The octopus swam around the coral and up to the building, opened one of its doors with a tentacle, and slipped inside. Sue and Buddy followed and dismounted by the door. Maybe we shouldn't go in. What? Why the heck not? We don't know what's waiting in there, Sue. The answers are. That's what, Buddy. 
Sue opened the door and cautiously swam inside. Buddy followed. She gasped at what she saw inside. The octopus was nowhere in sight. But she did see row after row after row of small metal pens, and cramped into each one of the tiny pens a manatee. What is this place? This is horrible! Buddy, we've got to let him out! Sue swam over to the nearest pen and began tugging at the gate, trying to figure out how to open it. There was a twang, and suddenly a small harpoon lodged into the pen just inches away from her hand. She turned and saw Buddy pointing a pistol at her. Sorry it had to come to this, Sue. That was a warning shot. Lesson we can figure out something here. Next one's to kill. Scramble my circuits. Sue Dunn got herself in more hot water than a lobster at a fondue dinner. Let's give her a minute to gather her wits while we stop for another commercial break. Howdy, folks! This is Zeke Malula from Crazy Zeke's Plate Glass Window Emporium. You know, nothing quite says I'm the baddest mother scratcher in the whole territory than throwing a fella right through a majestic 12 by 14 foot sheet of solid 2 inch thick polished glass. Oh, you can shoot a fella and that'll kill him right quick. Or you can sock a fella in the jaw and that might shut him up. But none of that compares to the sheer drama and excitement of watching a body go sailing right through a great big sheet of clear glass. The invisible wall splintering and then shattering with the sudden impact against it. Here, just watch this. See what I mean? Was that something? Well, I seem to be bleeding pretty profusely now, so I better go have Bob McAllister check me out. But you remember what I said. Keep throwing fellas through plate glass windows and tell them crazy Zeke sent ya. We now return you to the inscrutable Brimble Banks Brothers electronic story time presentation of Saltwater Sue and Mamas Don't Let Your Cowboys Grow Up to Be Babies. Sue looked with disbelief at Buddy, aiming his harpoon directly at her heart. Did he really mean to kill her? What in the devil, fish? Buddy, you're acting crazier than a blowfish at a stingray convention. I mean it, Sue. Step away from the cages. What is going on here? I'm gonna be very, very rich is what's going on here. Sue looked slowly around at the huge room full of individually imprisoned sea cows and then back over to Buddy. I don't get it. How is locking up a ton of manatee gonna make you rich? I was out riding one day and I found this place, this relic of the old world, and I couldn't tell what in tarnation it could have been. Lots of the old places are confusing. Some about this one in particular stuck in my craw. So I came back, looked around, studied the place, studied diagrams and manuals I found here, and after a long time I figured it all out. Well, what is it? It's a factory of sorts. The old land people used to make all kinds of things in factories. Machines, vehicles, tools. But this factory, this one was for making meat. Do you even hear how crazy you sound, buddy? Nothing but living things make meat. I know that, Sue. This place just perfected the process of how they was raised and fed. Old land cows would be kept in these pens, pumped full of food and hormones and chemicals until they were big and delicious enough to eat. Well, they at least went out to Grace for camp and stuff, right? Never. Well, they at least went out to... Well, you know. 
There were grates and pipes for all that. That's sick. This is an evil place. It's genius. I've been studying and experimenting, and I am sure I can copy what they did here and do it again with our sea cows. So you stole your own cows? I'm just a hired hand driving cattle with that herd. This place will be mine, and it's just the start. We'll build more and more, refine the process, improve it. And who gives a hoot about the living things you torture along the way? They're just dumb animals, Sue. I can't believe I almost went to prom with you. I never asked you to the prom! I'm pretty sure you did. Well, I didn't. You just keep telling yourself that. We are not talking about that right now. Because you know I'm... Stop it! What the heck am I going to do with you, Sue? I can't let you tell anybody what you saw here. I'm not ready. Not yet. People are going to find out sometime. That's the only part I ain't figured out. How they did all this and people were okay with it. Till I figure that out, I gotta keep a lid on it. Sue could tell Buddy was pretty far gone. But so far gone he was ready to take another person's life? He was hesitating, at least. He scratched his temple with the butt of his gun in frustration. It was all the time she needed. She drew and fired. The mini harpoon sank into his hand, forcing Buddy to drop his pistol. That there was a warning shot, Buddy. Lesson we can figure something out here. The next one's to kill. Get her, Oscar! Who the heck is Oscar? A tentacle shot up from behind the next aisle over. She had forgotten about the octopus. Before she could aim, the tentacle cracked like a whip, knocking her pistol out of her hand. I've learned so much here from the people of the past already. I've started improvements of my own. The hormones and steroids I've given Oscar here, for instance. That's what made him so strong and so fast. Oscar wrapped a tentacle around Sue's leg and tossed her. She sailed across the room, stopping painfully when she banged into a wooden support beam. Her head spinning, she instinctively reached for her lasso. She was great with knots and repaired it from their previous encounter. But surely the chemically boosted octopus would just be able to snap it again. Maybe. Sue pushed off from the support beam and swam straight toward the oncoming octopus. It was startled for just a moment to see its prey coming directly at it, and in that startled moment, Sue struck. She grabbed two of the creature's tentacles and quickly tied them to each other using her surest knots. The beast might have been strong enough to break the knots, but he would have had to break himself in the process. Oscar roared furiously and tugged at the knot. While he was struggling, she grabbed two more limbs and tied them again. Halfway there. But Oscar's anger suddenly became focused, and one of the three tentacles shot toward her and punched Saltwater Sue in the stomach. Bubbles shot out of her gills as all the air left her lungs. Oscar grabbed her around the waist and threw her again. She banged into the same support beam, this time hitting it so hard that it snapped in two upon impact. Still short of breath and her head spinning from the beating she was taking, Sue saw Oscar hurtling toward her to finish the job. There was only one chance. She hated it, but not as much as she hated the thought of dying. Sue grabbed one half of the broken support and aimed the jagged end toward the oncoming octopus. With no time to stop, Oscar impaled himself instantly. His tentacles flapped wildly for a couple of seconds, and then fell still. There. It's over. That it is, Saltwater Sue. For you. Buddy had recovered his harpoon pistol and was aiming it at Sue's head from his left hand. He was floating only a couple of feet away from her. I might be right-handed, but I assure you this close, I won't miss. Suddenly, the door burst open. 
So, did you guys find the manatees or what? Seizing the opportunity for the brief distraction, Sue reached for the pistol. She was weakened from her fight with the octopus, but Buddy was fighting without his injured right hand. They clumsily tugged back and forth at the gun. Hey guys, quit playing around. I think I found the manatees. They're all over in here. Give it up, buddy! Never, Sue! This is my chance to- The pistol had gone off. Lodged deep into Buddy's forehead, the harpoon had cut his sentence and his life suddenly short. Well, galloping guppies! What in the ocean just happened here? Nothing good, seaweed. Nothing good. I'll tell you all about it while we figure out how to get these cages open. It took them a couple of hours. But Sue and her seahorse eventually figured out how to free all of the manatee. She briefly considered returning them to the cowboys they'd been stolen from, but decided after all they'd been through to just let them free on their own. Saltwater Sue was generally talkative and exuberant, but Seaweed noticed she was being uncharacteristically contemplative as they rode away from the factory. What you thinking about, Susie? Oh, lots of things, seaweed. Life's funny, ain't it? <laughs> Sometimes. We got it pretty good, don't we, pal? Yeah, we got it pretty good, Susie. We're free, anyway. Freer than most. You? At least for today. Yeah. They rode on in silence for a while until Sue realized they were headed back in the general direction of the Sandbar Saloon. Hey, I just thought of something. At least everything that happened is gonna make one heck of a story to tell those unreal buggers around the bar. And if any of them don't believe me this time, I can take them right back to that place and prove it's all true. What? Susie, you can't do that. You can't never tell anybody about that place. Well, shoot, Seaweed, why not? You said yourself that was an evil place. If and word got out about what used to go on there, what Buddy wanted to do there, somebody else might try to do the same. But, but, ah, oh, shoot. Them guys at the bar ain't bad guys. Sue, you badmouth them guys all the time. Well, they're jerks, but they ain't bad guys. You don't know for sure. No way any of them would do something as bad as Buddy was trying to do at that place. They had arrived at the Sandbar Saloon. Sue dismounted and headed for the door. Susie. Dagnabbit, seaweed! I'm sick of them jerks always laughing at me and calling me a liar and not taking me serious. I just had a crazy adventure out there. And for once, I can actually prove to them exactly what happened. I can finally make them shut their big mouths once and for all, and I aims to do that. Sue turned away from her seahorse and burst into the saloon with such force that everyone inside turned to face her as she entered. Well, but ain't tall tale Sue back again. What have you been up to this time? Doing dental work on a great white shark? You've been getting tanned by slaying next to a sunfish? and left your fool heads off. Why, when I tell you what happened to me, you ain't gonna believe it. That's the truest thing you said yes, <laughs> Come on, Susie. Tell us what happened to you. Well, if y'all stop flapping your gums for two minutes, I will. 
riding along on my horsey wheel, minding my own business, when I come across a whole herd of sea cows. Well, first everything seemed pretty normal to me, but then all of a sudden... Yeah, all of a sudden what? All of a sudden... Well, spit it out already! All of a sudden, a whole school of yellowfish swam right by. Is that it? Is that it? Yep. Whole big school of bright yellow fish. Oh, hey, that ain't nothing. Yeah, that ain't unusual at all. Well, that's what happened. Well, I believe it anyway. I don't care, but I believe it. Well, thanks for listening. So long, fellas. And with that, Sue turned and left the saloon full of half-drunken cowboys scratching their heads behind her. Was it full of half-drunken cowboys or half-full of fully-drunken cowboys? Either way. Sue mounted seaweed and rode away from the saloon again. Well, don't that just give you the bins? The greatest story I ever had to tell... I can't tell it to nobody. Sorry, Susie. Dang blank flipping flappers. Susie. What? You could tell me the story again. Oh, you already heard it. That's okay. I like your stories, Susie. <laughs> you do? Sure. Well, okay. It all started when I was telling some tales at the sandbar saloon. Now, old Hammerhead Ed at the bar called me a liar. So I took on him and his whole gang single-handed. He was a brawl like you ain't never seen. So once I had taught all of them a lesson, I rode off on my seahorse, Seaweed. Your trusty seahorse, Seaweed. Right. My trusty seahorse, Seaweed. And before long, we came up on a whole herd of manatee and some cowboys. And so, with a patient audience, and loyal steed, who happened to be one of the same, Saltwater Sue rode off into the sunset. The underwater sunset. Yes. I liked that story. Saltwater Sue is my hero. I liked it too. Saltwater Sue is brilliant. This has been the funnest day ever. Yeah! Alright, Austin and Melanie, we're ready to give you all your immunization shots you came in for today. Don't blame it! You have been listening to the inscrutable Brimble Banks Brothers electronic story time presentation of Saltwater Sioux and the Shootout at the Coral Corral, or the Good, the Bass, and the Ugly, written by Brody H. Brocky and starring Brody H. Brocky as Bentley Brimble Banks, and Justin Didovic as Jameson Brimble Banks. This episode featured the voice talents of Amanda Birch as Saltwater Sioux, Scott Longbree as Seaweed, and The Farmer, Patrick Johnson as Buddy, Dom Valentino as Austin, Cecilia Lundberg as Melanie, Heather Wing as Dr. Findlay, Jeremy Salvatore as Hammerheaded, Brody H. Sprocky as Grubby, Justin Vidovic as Jed, Get Along Little Dogfish was written by Brody H. Sprocky and performed by Amanda Birch and Scott Longbree. This episode's commercials for the Sandbar Saloon and Crazy Zeeks were written by Brody H. Brocky and performed by Brocky and Justin Didovic. If you enjoyed this story and want to hear more, you can subscribe on iTunes. Plus, follow us on Facebook and Twitter for more Brimble Banks and fun.
If you're a comedy writer who would like to write a phony commercial or a musician who would like to be a musical guest on a future episode, write to us at brimblebanksbrothers at gmail.com. Until next time, this is the VoxBot 5000 saying, y'all come back now ye hear? Well, do ye hear? I keep asking and I don't hear you responding. Hello, hello? Oh, I am so alone.